Welcome to the Alia Graphic Podcast. I'm Jurgi Rutia from Kingston Libraries in Victoria, and today I have James with me. Hi. Hi, James. And uh, uh, okay, so this is our first podcast uh, for the year, uh, and uh, we're going to do a bit of a roundup. Uh, um, a lot of things have been happening, some great things in terms of uh, Australian comics. Uh, and also some pretty uh, disturbing things uh, happening in the U.S. Um, but, yeah, before we start with that, I would first like to acknowledge the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the custodians of the land from where I'm speaking, and the Burundjeri people from, um, uh, of the Kulin Nation, and that's where James is. And I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, I pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all First Nations uh, people across the land. All right. So um, how you been, James? I've been okay. Yeah, it's been um, good to be back out because we're both in Melbourne. So it's good to uh, things are starting to get back to normal now um, as far as being able to go out, being able to... Um, just uh, all the little things that lockdowns uh, over the last couple of years have disrupted starting to to go back to normal. So that's been really nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like do, things do, like the trips into the comic book store. That's good. That's good. Do you still get um, anti-vax um, protesters every Saturday or not? No, no, that's, that's died down a lot. That was... Um, Lots during um, at the end of last year, uh, and when the library first opened again, start of this year, um, there were still uh, things happening um, the first few weekends. But um, it's died. So the numbers were never huge, but big enough that uh, it was um, disruptive. But these days, the ones that are still protesting, it's such a small group that it's not even um, disrupting anything, really. So, Yeah, it's good that's died down then. Um, yeah, uh, at my library, um, yeah, it feels like we're returning back to normal. There are a couple of smaller branches that are still pretty quiet, um, very quiet. But uh, the bigger branches seem to be coming back to life again and obviously we started all the programs again and all that so it's good all the story times we're trying to keep outside we've got a we've got a little park just next to it just next to the library so we try to take the story times there because in the last story time like the tiny touch one we had something like 30 something babies which of course then that plus parents and you know yep. and of course the babies are not vaccinated because they cannot be. Um, so it's nice, yeah. to, nice to nice to read outside when the weather's nice anyway. So, so um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So while the weather is good, yeah, all those little things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we should probably get into it um, yeah. now. Um, we're going to start with some pretty disturbing news from the US. And, um, and uh, I'm sure that uh, most people will have heard by now that you know, um, 
uh, in a school they were removing uh, mouse Arthur Spiegelman's um, yeah, excellent graphic novel and <laughs> famous and celebrated graphic novel and uh, that seems to have been noticed by a lot of people but the thing is that uh, you know Mars was just like the latest in a long line of books and uh, books and graphic novels uh, being challenged and in fact um, uh, US comic book creator Durf, uh, Buck Durf, um, uh, actually tweeted about this and said you know the mouse ban um, has gone viral, but major media are completely ignoring or unaware that this comic book, Witch, Witch Hunt, has been going on since last summer. An organized culture war by Christian nationalist groups funded by dark money, mostly targeting queer comics. Uh, and I think, uh, I think that's really important what he was saying there, you know, um, because it is an organized campaign. It's been happening across the U.S. in a lot of different states. And um, Mouse is just the latest victim, but they've been targeting a lot of other books, a lot of uh, LGBTIQ uh, plus uh, books, especially genderqueer, but there've been a lot of others as well. And then uh, a lot of books by Black creators. And yeah, it's it's really, really disturbing what's happening. and. Uh, I guess one of the good things is that um, I guess because of mouse, people have noticed. Uh, uh, some people that until now didn't really notice are speaking up, uh, and uh, and it seems like in the graphic novels roundtable they're uh, they're taking th- this pretty seriously as well because uh, there've been a lot of challenges. Uh, and uh, there's a great article uh, that was published on Booklist, on the LA, ALA's Booklist, uh, written by Amy Wright, uh, that I highly recommend. And of course, we're going to have the link on our monthly roundup blog post. And and uh, they're also starting um, they're also starting a, a group looking at this and how to you know face the challenges and push back. So it's good that they're getting organized. Uh, I've noticed also other organizations like Pen America and uh, the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund as well, starting to get organized and to push back. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's really disturbing what's happening there. And I think it's something that even though it seems really distant for us, here in Australia, I think it's something that we need to be aware of and we need to uh, be ready for because it seems like um, a lot of these groups, they, you know, they replicate. So, you know, like we've seen with anti-vaxxers or uh, sovereign citizens, they look at the US and then they try to do things like that here. You know, I think something to be ready for. Um, I really recommend that article by Amy Wright. And of course, we're going to put some of those links um, on the blog post. Uh, and that, that article by Amy Wright, that was, that's uh, tips on how to combat it, isn't it? It's not just an article about it. It's um, pushing for um, here's how to, here's how to um, combat these challenges and these um, a 
attacks on libraries. Yeah, it's saying why it's happening, uh, how it's happening, and then, you know, kind of proposing some uh, some ways to uh, to start um, organizing themselves for that. And then, of course, she is the chair of that uh, group that will be looking at these things and coming up with uh, proposals and actions. Um, so it's it's uh, really it will be really interesting to see what they do with that group and um, with that committee and um, you know how they what actions they take and uh, and uh, you know Amy Wright uh, used to be she was the first president of a graphic novels and comics roundtable. Uh, and she is actually at the moment doing a PhD on um, uh, comics and censorship, which includes censorship in libraries and by librarians, uh, by the way, may I add. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I think she's uh, a great person to, to be chairing this um, committee and, uh, and we'll see what happens. And we have also reached out to her and hope that uh, we can have a conversation with her uh, in a future podcast uh, uh, with her and maybe uh, some of the librarians that have faced challenges. So I can't, I can't promise anything with certainty or when, but, uh, but uh, we're hoping to, to have a chat with them so that, as I said, you know, we can learn from what's happening there and, uh, and just be ready just in case. Hopefully it won't happen here. Uh, hopefully um, it won't happen, but yeah, it's better to be ready than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to finish this, this news section, which has been, which is quite, quite depressing um, on a slightly higher, slightly nicer note. I've, one of the things that I've personally been really um, excited to see um, in a response to this is how comic book stores and libraries are working together so much to um, to combat it. Um, comic book stores often sending out, um, you know, with the help of school libraries and stuff like that, often sending out um, comics that the library is no longer allowed to um, supply to um, to students and stuff like that. So that's been um, really good to see um, all different areas of of. Um, the the comics um, community working yeah. together to to address to combat this. Yeah, I think comic stores, bookstores, um, uh, publishers, uh, librarians, in all these, they they've come together. Uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's definitely disturbing. I have to say, <laughs> James, sorry to bring it down again. <laughs> sorry to bring it down again. Another thing that I've noticed uh, lately a couple of times has been, uh, and I, I think I should mention it, um, has been uh, groups of uh, like librarian groups in Facebook, especially, you know, having conversations like, uh, you know, um, about putting some books on vacation. So, uh, for example, uh, hiding away dogmen you know, because it's so popular with kids and they don't want, obviously, they don't want uh, kids to, to read the things that they love and, and uh, you know, putting uh, Dogman books on vacation, they call it, 
so that kids will uh, read, uh, you know, I, I suppose that the people that are doing this, the librarians that are doing this, is, you know, so that they read real books. Um, I find that really disturbing to, you know, reading is reading as stupid as it sounds. It's true. Uh, and if kids are reading Dogman, what's the problem, you know? And if kids are reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, what's the problem? Apparently that's another book that often goes on vacation uh, in some schools. Um, and I've, I find that really disturbing that librarians would be hiding books that kids want to read um, so that they won't read them. I just, I it's a good way do to get not kids understand to stop reading it. at all. Yeah, I mean, what we want is kids to to enjoy reading, to find books that they enjoy, and then that joy of reading will make them lifelong readers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as you know, to me, it's like one plus one equals two. It, it's it's yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and if if the yeah. kids are if the kids are reading Dogman and Diary of a Wimpy Kid then surely the best way to get them to read something other than these books is to go, okay, so what are books like these? What's what's something that I can recommend? Do some reader's advisory yeah. and uh, and say, hey, look, I noticed you like this. I noticed you've borrowed this a lot. Do you want to try this for a change? And, um, you know, it's it's in the same style. It's It's got similar themes. It's, you know, and yeah. that's that's the best way to get kids reading other books rather than saying you now can't read the things that you like. Yeah. Or, you know, if, uh, if uh, a Dogman or Diary of a Wimpy Kid is returned, uh, you know, put it on display, but put it, um, put it on display next to a book that, you know, you think they'll like as well that, you know, um, that may have gone under the radar. Hopefully that's not happening um, a lot. But I've seen a couple of uh, reports of it uh, on Twitter from some librarians saying, I can't believe what I just saw in this librarian group. You know? And um, yeah, uh, I thought I'd mention it. But uh, anyway, better news. Mo- moving on. Australian comics are doing so well. And, and we're very happy uh, about this. Really, really excited. So... Can you tell us, James? Uh, so, yeah, Australian comics are doing really well, and especially in podcasts at the moment. So February saw the Graphic Nature podcast uh, come out with two episodes uh, talking to Australian uh, comic creators. Um, the first uh, was with Gary Shalina, whose name I always get wrong, so I hope I've said that correctly this time. Um, and the second was with Mandy Ord, who I'm more confident of my pronunciation. Um, so they're both, um, comic creators, uh, from, from Australia. Um, Gary, uh, also founded the Ledger Awards, which are now the Comics Arts Awards of Australia. Um, both very interesting, um, episodes of the podcast and the they'll be linked to on our um on our blog in the monthly roundup um and that that podcast is um all the episodes are well worth reading it's um very interesting uh, well worth reading listening to 
that'd be what you do with a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lucky, um, it's a podcast that I've been following for quite a while. Um, and I, I really like, um, it's, a, it, I, I guess our creator chats are a little bit like that as well. You know, we just get a creator and we just have a good or long chat, you know, um, the graphic nature podcast, uh, often, um, discusses more like the creation uh, process and things like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's always a great listen. Uh, he got, he has great guests and, uh, yeah, this month, uh, those two episodes are, um, a great, great listen, a must listen, I would say. So definitely. And a new podcast as well from Hive Minded, which is um, the comics stuff from Karen Balhars up in Sydney. And uh, this month uh, she's spoken to Louis Joyce and um, Renee Fitzner. um, And they're both um, comic creators um, out of Australia as well. so yeah, lots of lots of listening to be done for for Australian um, comics at the moment. Yeah, so you know, um, while you're commuting on the train or or if you're driving somewhere, um, good listen to have. Or you know, if you wake up at four a.m. and it's too early to get up, uh, but you can't go back to sleep, <laughs> you got things to listen to. Um, Obviously, I've done that in the past. Um, but, uh, yeah, and that half-minded episode I thought was really interesting as well. And, you know, they talk about uh, all-ages comics and uh, how being parents has affected the way they make uh, comics themselves yeah. now, um, so, uh, so, which I thought was a really interesting discussion, definitely. So, yeah, um, we... We haven't done a creator chat this month, although we do have a couple of creator chats in the pipeline. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, good good. To so see. if you're if if you're itching for your for your fix um, and not getting it through our creator chats, you can uh, get it through these podcasts. Uh, yes, and um, we highly recommend them. Uh, definitely, definitely. Moving on, uh, there's also very exciting new initiative that has been launched in Australia uh, with some really big names attached. Um, uh, And it's called Folio, Stories of Contemporary Comics. And it's basically a a website that aims to track and document developments in contemporary Australian comics. It really looks like an amazing initiative and they've already published some great amazing content we've already shared um like a little comic essay done by um harris uh but they have also quite a few other essays there that are excellent so if you go to their blog uh, uh you'll see some uh essays that uh, they've put together uh this there's one by rachel and um, there's one by Queenie Chan as well. There's another one by Safda Ahmed, uh, who did Still Alive, um, and on all sorts of different topics. So Queenie Chan, for example, um, 
She has an essay, which also has like some parts in comics form that are about uh, manga in Australia, uh, which I think it's really, really interesting. Savda Ahmed is talking about why comics and Australian comics and their autographic terms. So, you know, uh, auto, he calls them autographic. So, you know, basically nonfiction, autobiography uh, kind of um, comics. And there are also a couple of essays from a couple of scholars as well. So uh, really, really interesting content. Uh, and it's only just the beginning. Um, and they have, um, they're supported also by National Library of Australia, the Australian government, Australian Council of the Arts, uh, and some universities. So uh, very, very interesting initiative. Only just recently launched. We'll see, uh, we'll see what they do, but they're obviously putting some uh, great content together and research and yeah i'm really excited to see where um, where this website goes yeah definitely and um i'm yeah as with you i'm really interested to see where this goes and um uh that it's being already kind of seen as this as something that um is worthwhile for comics creators to engage with um and i'm really happy that um the, the National Library and libraries in Australia are seen as are seen by the comics industry as really important to get involved from the from the start, um, and that there's clearly been a lot done to um, to foster that connection w um, from from libraries um, that the that the creators see it in that way. So yeah, really happy with this and. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how it's how it's going to develop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess you know, um, following from that, uh, uh, I should plug. By now, probably uh, people have uh, seen it, you know. But we we just recently published also the list of notable Australian graphic novels of twenty twenty one, and that was the long list, and. We will be publishing uh, mid-March our shortlist. But I have to say that, you know, um, yes, we're going to publish a shortlist, but really all these titles, all these titles in the long list are really worth checking out. There are Australian comics, uh, there are excellent comics uh, and graphic novels uh, by Australian creators, and I think it is our duty as Australian libraries to make sure that uh, that we have them in our libraries. So, you know, check out the list, and obviously you know your library and you know your budget and you know your uh, community, but uh, these are titles that uh, our team um, really recommends. Um, and so don't just focus on the shortlist. When we started the group, right from the very start, because James, you were there, <laughs> right from the start, we said we have two core aims. One is to raise the profile of comics and libraries in general, and the other one is of Australian comics in particular. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this is uh, one of the big things that we're really doing. Uh, another one, of course, 
is in the Graphic Novel Club, which you run yep. <laughs> as well. Uh, uh, you know, we not always, but of course, we try to put some. Um, we put some Australian uh, graphic novels as well. Yeah, and we um, have one coming up. Um, now I'm not going to be able to remember exactly which month it is. Um, it's in April. In April, we're specifically looking at Australian titles. Um, and we're, I think for that one, we're looking at um, Underground um, by um, Miranda, Burton. Miranda Burton. Thank you. Um, I don't have, I don't have all the stuff in front of me, you know, but yeah, as, as you said, Jerky, we try and um, get Australian stuff in, not every month, but, um, but most months if we can. Yeah. So in that month in April, we have Underground by Miranda Burton, which is published by Allen and Unwin. We have When One Person Dies, The Whole World Is Over by Mandy Ord, uh, which is published by Lifted Brown. And uh, we have Under Earth by Chris Gooch, which is published by Top Shelf. Uh, so three excellent, excellent titles. Uh, so I really hope that uh, every library has them. Every Australian library should have those three titles because they're a must. And uh, and I hope uh, um, I hope uh, people read them, and I hope it's a great discussion. I will definitely make sure that I'm there for that one. Yeah, and they're yeah. all and and as you said, you know, all libraries, all Australian libraries should have them. Um, but uh, if you don't, they're really easy to get. The um, they're all available through library suppliers currently, um, and um, if your comic, if your local comic book store doesn't have them, then I'd be looking at what other local comic book stores are in your area to to really support um, Australian comics. Uh, should we move on to the new release titles? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do you want to get us started, or shall I? I'll get started. Okay, I'll get started. All right. So uh, the first one uh, that I have is Lucky Luke. Um, wanted, um, and this is a follow-up to um, a title that was published about three or four years ago called "Who Killed" um, or "The Man Who Killed Lucky Luke," uh, which is obviously a riff on "The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance," uh, the classic western. Uh, so yeah, this is a European uh, Western series that uh, was uh, originally written by Gossini, uh, most famous for Asterix. Um, and it's a series that I've always loved because um, since I was a kid, like I, I loved everything that Gossini wrote really. Uh, and uh, yeah, so... Basically, this was kind of like a reboot of the series uh, three or four years ago uh, with a new creator and uh, um, a more serious tone, maybe, uh, you know, I would say as well, like a more serious tone. Um, it's been a really interesting reboot. Um, it was very well received um, in Europe and uh, it's a series that I've always loved. So the First volume was excellent, and uh, I'm sure that this one will be excellent too. Uh, the next one that I wanted to talk about is Castaways. Uh, today, I've noticed, by the way, that uh, 
um, I have three titles because I couldn't resist it. And all three titles are actually uh, European. So I guess I'm showing my colors here, but yeah. Uh, so Castaway is a graphic novel by uh, Laura Perez and Pablo Monforte. And I'm very comfortable saying those names because <laughs> I speak Spanish. Um, this is a graphic novel set in Madrid in the 80s and Barcelona 10 years later. And uh, it follows the relationship between Alejandra and Julio against the backdrop of these poetic urban spaces where dreams, love, and uncertainty intertwine. Uh, so, you know, it's... Uh, uh, I haven't read it, but uh, it just looks really, really beautiful and uh, I'm really um, interested in this. So it's all about relationships, uh, it looks like, and how people are constantly pushed or pulled in different directions by work, family, life, etc. So yeah, life. There you go. And last uh, but not least is Olympia uh, by Jerome Moulot, uh, Florent Rupert and Bastien. And yeah, so Olympia is a follow-up to a graphic novel they published about two or three years ago, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, which was uh, the Grand Odalisk. And it's basically, uh, the first one was kind of like a heist kind of uh, European graphic novel. And this is the follow-up to that. So um, yeah, thieves, art, thieves, heists, uh, and intrigue, and beautiful art. That's what this, uh, you know, uh, promises. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the Grand Order list, so I'm really looking forward to this one as well. And since we've been talking about Australian comics and that they've had, um, they're going really well, I noticed that your title is Australian. Yeah, so um, the one that I really am looking forward to at the moment um, is Witchy, Volume 2. So Volume 1 came out, I think, in late 2019 or early 2020. Um, and uh, it's by Ariel slamet um, who is an Australian creator. And uh, I think, in fact, you did a creator chat with, with them back in the day, I think. Was it with you or was it with... I think it may have been Gabby. Uh, but yeah, this is testing my memory. Yes, yes, it was Gabby. I've, um, I've got that. Um, so, yeah, so that's on our, on our YouTube. Um, and we also talked about um, Volume 1 of Witchy in one of the um, graphic novel book clubs focusing on um, the theme for that, that month was um, web comics and uh, how libraries can engage with webcomics. And, of course, Witchy being having started and continuing as a webcomic um, and having a published version as well um, was a really interesting thing. So um, for those of you who aren't following the webcomic, this is the next uh, available. For those of who are following the webcomic, uh, it can be really nice to have that um, as a um, bound, printed um, physical physical item. I I, I like um, reading web comics. I, I do like uh, reading a physical thing as well. I don't know. There's something about it that um, that I I really like that uh, 
physicality of, of a book. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think uh, when the first volume was published, we definitely promoted it. And it's a great title. I really, really enjoyed reading it. I'm not much of a reader online. Um, I can read short web comics, that's fine. But when it's a longer thing, I, I you know, I, I like, struggle with it. I like the way a lot of them are ones like Tapas and that um, have it set up into the into the small chapters yeah. um, because that, that what you said, you can read that little bit and then it's really easy to go back to where you left off. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, I've. Um, it's interesting. I've, I'm not much of an ebook reader, but uh, web comics. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there, there's something really interesting about the format, definitely, mm-hmm. uh, and in webtoons and things like that. They've made it. The, the, the format that they have is really interesting, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it definitely has millions of fans. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> So, so that's great, and and it's great to see a title that started as a web comic, uh, that uh, you know found its audience obviously, and then it's been published by Oni Press in the US, and, and now we have the second volume, and I'm really really looking forward to it because I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, uh, and you know it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's great to have a webcomic and, and she's mm. still publishing it as a webcomic, but it's great to have a print. Like, you know, and, and it will be well-received. Like Laura Olympus, you know, yeah. another example. Yes, it's a webcomic, but, uh, you know, it's gone into print and everyone's like, ooh, I love the webcomic, but I'm going to buy it as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I want to have it on my bookshelf. So, yeah, no, um, it's excellent. Uh, it's, and... And um, because we've talked about how wonderful it is, we haven't talked about what it's actually about yet. Um, <laughs> which is um, this really, this really interesting um, set in this really interesting world where um, magic is is real, and um, the length of a person's hair is uh, an indication of the strength of their magic. Um, and it follows uh, someone who has never quite fit in with with a lot of the um, rules of society relating to that. Um, and um, volume one sees sees that come to a head, um, and volume two is is taking that on. I don't want to say. Too much more than that, but because uh, in it, much more than that, you're getting into spoiler territory. But yes. um, it's a it's a really really good thing. It's it's great for um, young adults um, and even down to to the young end of young adults. I, I think can get something um, quite special from this. But there's a complexity that that rewards adult readers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a really beautiful uh, YA fantasy, but I think it has a wide appeal. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, very exciting. Um, lots of news, uh, lots of great titles, uh, good stuff. Now coming towards the end of 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 our podcast episode, 
we've got a couple of events as well that uh, we wanted to mention. Uh, you want to go first, James? Yeah, so there's a um, webinar coming up that is called The Value of Comics in Libraries, Engaging Readers, Expanding Readership. And that's um, put on by uh, Biblioteca. And um, the panel um, will include, so this isn't one that we're putting on, but it's one that we wanted to, to promote because we think it's um, going to be a really interesting um, webinar. Um, the panel includes um, Moni um, Barrett, who is um, the president-elect of the ALA's graphic novel and graphic novel and comics roundtable? Um, Karen Duarte, who is um, the collections coordinator um, in um, the Inner West um, Council Library and History Services up in Sydney, and our very own Yogi um, Urusha who is um, in this, in this uh, conversation with me and um, the, also the convener of, of Alia uh, Graphic Novels and Comics. And uh, yeah, they're, they're gonna be talking about the value of comics in libraries um, and um, the uh, multi-literacies that comics allow, um, innovative ways to, to source and promote um, comics um, and building that community engagement. Um, so I think it'll be a very interesting thing, and I'm I'm really looking forward to what um, to what you and all the panelists have to say, Yogi. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really honoured to be in this webinar. I have to say, um, both Moni and uh, Karen, I really really admire uh, for all the work they've done. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, being there with them and bringing the level down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's going to be on the 9th of March um, at 2 to 3 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Yeah. So um, a bit earlier for, for South Australia and Northern Territory um, and um, earlier again for... Um, UA. WA. Um, yeah. Personally, I'll be talking about um, uh, comics and multiple literacies. And yeah. I think um, this is a topic that I, um, I've always been really interested in. And I think it's like uh, a little bit like what I was saying before, like really, we don't really need to justify reading comics. I mean, we read comics because we love them and reading is reading, you know, yep. but uh, I think uh, um, I think it's uh, sometimes good to also look at you know um, the good things about it as well. And I think that very often it had, uh, comics have been misunderstood, and there are a lot of prejudices as well. And I think it's it's good to to be informed and to educate ourselves about about um, you know some of the great things that comics have to offer because. Um, Anyone that has been listening to me for, for years, I always say that graphic novels have multiple literacy superpowers. And so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. So yeah. it should be interesting. 
Yeah, and in order to register, the link will be on our on our blog in the roundup. Um, should also be available through um, Alia Weekly and through um, the Alia PD. Um, so yeah, if you want to check check any of those spots, and you should be able to find the link to register for that. All right. So the the other event uh, that we have is actually coming up here Thursday, seventeenth of March, at twelve p.m. and that's um, a conversation with Nancy Silverclyde. Silver she is the co-CEO of Archie Comics, and uh, she stepped into the role in 2019 uh, with the vision that comic books are a valuable tool for developing literacy and instilling a love of reading. Uh, so she's a former public school educator, and she taught art for 20 years, and um, she's observed the power of comics to encourage literacy and creativity in children. And she also uses comic books as a vehicle to help young people uh, talk about difficult issues like diversity and inclusion, bullying, the environment, autism, and more. Uh, so um, I'll be there having a conversation with her. She's going to uh, be doing most of the talking, but I'm going to be talking a little bit in, uh, at the start, and then we'll have a bit of a Q&A as well. It, it is Thursday uh, afternoon, and, uh, and so, you know, if you're at your library and you're rostered uh, on the floor or you're a teacher and you're in the classroom, uh, that's fine. Still register uh, for the event. There is a Zoom registration page. Uh, we would still like you to register just so we can uh, see how much interest there is in this. Uh, and if you can't attend the event live, that's okay. We will make a recording available afterwards. So, um, so uh, and same with the other webinar as well. Uh, I checked with Biblioteca and they said that, uh, yeah, the event, of course, live, it's going to be better. Uh, you know, it's always better. But uh, um, if you register, then you'll be able to access a recording after the event as well. So, And, of course, if you are scheduled on at your library or whatever, um, have a chat to your, to your bosses and see if you can um, have it factored in as PD. Um, because if you're, if you're going to be a champion for comics at your library um, and doing PD about it, um, you you might be able to um, have that factored into your your schedule for for those days. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the, these two events are professional development, and they both. I, I mean, the first one, I guess, has a bit more of a wider appeal. You know, it's about comics and libraries in general. Although my own personal section does focus a lot, or it could be very relevant for um, for education and teachers. I was a former public school teacher as well. Um, and, and uh, you know, Nancy's same thing. I think it's relevant for, uh, for libraries and what we do with comics, but it's also relevant for teachers as well. So, um, yeah, two interesting events. And, uh, yeah, registrations and, are free. Yeah, and, and registration for the... Um, uh, for both talks, as I said before, they'll be in Alia Weekly, Alia PD postings, and um, available on our blog. Correct. I think that brings us uh, to an end. Um, well, the only thing to say before we before we finish up is um, 
if there's anyone out there who would like to get more involved, if you're listening to our podcast, seeing our content, want to find out how it's how we put it all together, how we manage it all, um, have a great idea for something that you'd like to see us do, please do get in touch. Um, we'd love to hear from you, um, especially if you wanted to, to join the committee, jump in and and um, do do stuff with that. Um, but even if it's just hey, you'd, you'd like to see something, you're willing to put your hand up to help with something, all of that sort of stuff, please do get in touch with us. Um, the email is um, aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com. It is A-L-I-A-G-R-A-P-H-I-C-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, I think we're a very small group, but uh, we're doing a lot of things. And, uh, you know, uh, the more people that we get in the group, uh, the better that our resources uh, will be and our lists and everything. So we'd love to, for more people to get involved. And also it will make um, everything easier as well. It's not a huge commitment. I have to say, uh, it's not a huge commitment, but it makes a big difference. Well, I think that's it then. So uh, I'll say goodbye and um, look forward to the next um, next podcast I'm I'm doing. Yeah, we've got an action-packed uh, uh, March, and uh, yeah, keep um, subscribe to our blog. It does have a subscribe button and you'll get an email every time we post something, which is not very frequent. You'll get no more than um, three posts max in a month, um, usually one or two. And if you want more than three posts a month, follow us on our social media. Thanks for listening to Alia Graphic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Alia Graphic, email us at aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliagraphic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.